following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Hello, hello, hello. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. We're going to have a great show for you guys today. Uh, before we get started, let everybody know if you're on the W4CY.com website and you hit Talk 4 TV, you can actually see us uh, live on the air. We're waving now. Ron's got his ducky shirt on. and uh, let me introduce It's a Jimmy Star shirt. Let me introduce everybody, starting off with my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Hello, my dear. Yes, I'm wearing one of your shirts, one of your design, which is one of my favorite because they're yellow rubber duckies. Now, you all remember when you were little and you took baths, what you did with that rubber ducky? Anyway, change the subject. <laughs> then we want to, like, uh, welcome. Actually, Sheree Oakley's, like, calling me on my phone now. Text her. Text her, uh, uh, Sir uh, Scotty J. <laughs> yes, yes, I'll do that. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, I don't know. Somebody just sent me like a text. I don't even have any idea who it is. But anyway, what's up, everybody? Um, hope you guys are doing good. We want to say hi to the man behind the video in Pennsylvania, Mr. Scotty J. What's up? What's going on? So Sherry just hit us up, so we're going to be good to go. Okay, good. Um, then we also let her know, though. And then we also want to say hi to the fabulously gorgeous woman of the hour, of the two hours, who's in uh, Wellington, Florida. What's up, Danielle? Oh, my gosh. That was such a flattering introduction. I'm blushing, and I'm smiling from ear to ear. Thank you. There you go. Well, I want you to tell all of us about the new guy you're seeing. That Hang you're, on, not yet. Wait a minute. That she's okay. kind of, you know, kissy-facey with. That... Not necessarily yet. He's just a good dude, trying something new. He is a dad. I've never dated a dad. So I'm kind of dealing with baby mama <laughs> drama. And I'm just like, God, maybe this is why I didn't date dads. But no, he is English, he is Scottish, and he is Viking. So he is not American at all. So I'm kind you of excited. Like That's okay. He's still human. Yes. Viking. I'm not like excited. Vlad, Vlad the Impaler. Yes. You've never had a Viking experience, right, Debs? No. No, 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 no. I'm excited. Danielle. Yes. Not Deborah. De De I got your name wrong. Danielle. It's okay. Oh, I'm very tired. Extremely exhausted again. I saw I get is every time I'm on the show, I'm so tired. Mm -hmm. It's okay. I don't so sleep anymore. I'm busy. There's lines to learn for a new movie. I want to be good. And I'm learning and reading and studying. And I'm going to start to take um, some kind of marijuana. I forgot what it's called. Without the high stuff in it. That's supposed to. <laughs> well, no. It's, Without the THZ. Yeah, it's uh, it's, CBD. It's, it's supposed to improve your memory. Pineapple <laughs> Express. CBD. Yes. 
LSD. No, <laughs> yeah, CBD. no CBD. Anyway, hold on. We got to say hi to a bunch of people. So first <laughs> off, uh, now I'm in two chat rooms. What's up, Twism? Uh, Twism? Twism? <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Twism, Twism is in one chat room with Eileen Shapiro. What's up, Eileen? What's up? Twism White Piece, hip hop artist, fabulous. We also got Teresa Sabin. Stop right there. Do you know what Twism means? Huh? Oh my God, where I come from in Brooklyn. Uh huh. A woman's, you know what? It's called a Twazil or the Twism. Oh, okay. There you go. Oh well. my God. That guy's name is Twazil. Twism. <laughs> We love him. You gotta like love it. He oh says, "Just God. say twip." T W P. There oh, you go. I like twism better. <laughs> and, and it, what is it? White twism? Uh, twism white piece. Oh, twism oh white God. piece. Oh, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> That's amazing. Twism, twism likes a white piece. I mean, really, twism. <laughs> you gotta be joking me. He's laughing. All right, what's up? Eileen's there too. We also got Teresa Saban in one chat room. Eileen, darling, sweetheart, love of my life, best friend I ever had. I was playing with your rocks today. It was so nice. They're so big, and they look beautiful. Uh, the only thing is the sun was 104 or 105, and your rocks got very hot. So I couldn't, you know, put your rocks where I want them to be because they were hot rocks. <laughs> we, what kind of rocks are we talking about here, Ron? No, for my, for, my birth, for my birthday, Eileen said to Jimmy, because we're doing our patio, and the flagstones are very expensive. The stones are like $5 and something cents each, and we have like a million of them. So Eileen said, well, can we get Ron? So Jimmy said, well, buy him like 10 stones. That's like 60 bucks or 70 bucks, And that was a lovely birthday gift from Eileen. So now when I go out, the upper left-hand corner are Eileen's rocks. So I like to get off on Eileen's rocks sometimes because they're very hot. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't go barefoot. I'm I'm doing a clean show, you filthy pigs. I mean, uh, I can't go barefoot standing on Eileen's rocks because they're big and they you fall. You know, they burn your feet. I love Hot your rocks. Play. Love it. Shut up, Danielle. Don't come in on this filthy conversation, you pervert. I'm sorry, you're worse than anybody. You're right. Absolutely. I'm doing clean shows from now on because I am an actor. Oh yes. I am in film and I'm going to be famous. So I want to be famous for a clean mouth. No more cursing. Nobody no more dirty that. double entendre. No more innuendo. Yeah, right. You've already done innuendo like the whole time you've been on today. <laughs> no, I didn't. That was your filthy mind that heard it that way, pervert. <laughs> oh, okay. pervert. We want to give shout outs to Backpack John's in the chat room. What's up, Backpack John? And we got a great show for you guys today. We have uh, Shuri Oakley coming on country superstar and then we have uh eugenia kuzmina who is a russian supermodel actress comedian and uh she's gorgeous too even scott was saying wow she's like oh, really I gorgeous so i was about to say today, oh, scott's gonna today be is happy the, yes i was gonna say today is the day of the gorgeous women super talented gorgeous women because that's what we've got on today if you put a Plus skirt, if you put a skirt on the statue of abraham lincoln <laughs> scott, scott would get off I need duct tape today. <laughs> Scott, uh, anything in anything in his skirt, even Abe Lincoln's statue in Washington. Scott had <clears> to <throat> tape himself to his thigh. <laughs> right, he should be so the lucky. The pharmaceutical company actually stole my mojo to make that little blue pill. Yeah. <laughs> Scott's wife called in and she said, stop making fun of my husband's, you know, member. Because, you know... I, I have difficulty with it. And I said, really? Is it that big? She said, no, I have difficulty finding it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Danielle. She's like loving it. Look at Scott. He's like, fuck you. 
<laughs> oh, you can actually see that. I forgot my camera was still on air. Even though the audience can't see it, yeah. So, a lot of body language going on there. <laughs> Let's keep it a clean show. No language, Jimmy. You said a curse word. Okay, that's okay. I didn't say I was going to do a clean one. You said you are. Yeah, but you know, then we hear from you know who that screams at us. No more F that's words. That's okay. We can do three a show. So we're only allowed one. three F words a show by the law. <laughs> yeah. We went to the movies last night. We saw a film. Good performance. Could have been a good story. Too political for me. The message was way too strong about diversity about a, a uh, television hostess woman who was white and quite English and um, in America had a show for years and years and suddenly they were pulling the show from her because she was losing her audience because her audience was not was no longer just white people or English white people that the people were coming in were diversified so she had to learn from a Hindu woman that worked for her that was really corny um, how to be how to how, how to embrace diversity and the moment she did that her show was saved and she went on to becoming again the greatest hostess uh, a far-fetched story. it was called um <clears throat> late night it was actually pretty good far-fetched story the message was a lot too strong uh, i being a white american felt a little bit uncomfortable with the some of the dialogue about privileged white people and you know, because you're not. I, I, I was never privileged. I grew up in a rough neighborhood where they beat the hell out of you. We didn't have money. And during the war, we couldn't get oil to heat our house, so we froze to death. Uh, I remember in the morning, please, Shazam, my dog is here. I remember in the morning putting the stove on in the oven in the kitchen to heat up my clothes because it was so cold. I was far from privileged. I remember once having a hole in my shoe and I stuck cardboard in it. Go away. Go away, boy. And I stuck cardboard in my shoe so that I, the pavement wouldn't rip my sock. So I don't think that all white people are privileged people. I think coming from my generation, we were more uh, underprivileged than privileged. Anyway, in the fact, movie a lot was of called... the immigrants that are coming here now, they are the privileged ones because they have free housing. They get all kinds of medical benefits that their country didn't offer them. So they're really quite privileged. Well, we get uh, it was called Late Night. It had uh, Emma Thompson and Mindy K Kaling in it. Uh, it did have some really good parts in it and it was a little political. But Emma is a fabulous actress. I mean, there's nothing she can't handle. There's nothing she can't make wonderful. And John Lithgow was in it, who played her husband. For two seconds. He was just there so they could get the money to make the film. They had to throw big names out <laughs> to get the investors. So they did John Lithgow. He's on screen, not even three minutes. But anyway, maybe six minutes. Uh, the, today we're getting a little too sensitive. Um, I can no longer do my stand-up comedy act that I did 40 years ago because people would be totally offended. Back then, we were able to roast each other. We could say things like uh, silly shit. Don't well, even say it. No, but silly stuff we could say that no longer is appropriate. What has happened now is people have forgotten how to laugh. People have forgotten how to laugh at themselves. People have forgotten how to laugh at their shortcomings. And comedy is all about shortcomings. You know, the mother-in-law jokes, the father-in-law jokes, or my wife, you know, those jokes. Or I sent my kids to college to get some knowledge. You know, those kind of jokes. They don't work anymore because people get offended. So now when they do comedy, all they do is curse and become vulgar. The point in this movie was 
Emma, who is the hostess of this wonderful late night show, is being kicked off the air and being replaced by a cheesy, seedy, ugly, disgusting Ike Barinholtz, dirty looking <laughs> comic who talks about pooping shit, in shoes, shit in another shoe, of which she brings that point out. That was uh, the best part of the whole thing. Yeah, the point is that today people accept less. Years ago, they demanded talent, they demanded creative writing, they wanted to hear funny jokes. Today, all you do is go out and curse up a storm, talk about your pubic area or passing wind, and you got a show. I like that point. Um, although I am quite risque in my behavior on this show, but I do it with a great deal of caring. Um, I don't do it to be mean. Or, or or nasty. Anyway, all in all, it was a good film. Danielle I, says she agrees with you, Ron. She can't say anything without somebody getting butt hurt, offended, and she thinks everybody needs to grow a pair and get over it. Wait a second, wait a second. I feel that the uh, Indian girl that wrote this movie and stars in this movie will probably get an Academy Award because it's going to be politically correct. This is my problem today with Hollywood. A very dear friend of mine who is a very, very famous producer and promoter of many television shows that you watch was at our house a couple of weeks ago for dinner. And he said to me, Ron, I feel the only one that should get the job is the person who is qualified, not the person who is diversified. And I agree with that. Hollywood now is being forced into bringing a lot of people in of color, sexuality, nationality who are not really able to do the job that they're there for, but they have to put them in. Forcing them into a storyline script, you can't do. You cannot do uh, a Swedish movie and have an all-black cast. It just doesn't happen. It doesn't work that way. So I think Hollywood's in a lot of trouble because they're squeezed between diversity and reality. Um, again, the best man gets the job. I don't care what color, what nationality, or what sexuality. Whoever he is or she is gets the job. and Based on talent. On talent. And that's what it should be in movie making. That's why you have so many movies that suck. Exactly. <laughs> because they're not bringing in talent. But this is the new, the new era. It's not my day. Back in my time, we didn't have such a thing. But then again, I lived in an all-white world. In my world, there were no blacks or gays or Hispanics or anybody in movie. Well, maybe Carmen Miranda, that kind of a Hispanic. But they didn't have diversity in film in my day. Everybody was waspy. Uh, Jewish people changed their names to like Robert Taylor uh, or Robert Young when they in fact were Jewish. Uh, black people came on as maids and they were, yes, I'm, yes, I'm, I'm a get it for you. Showing black people is stupid, which was hideous and wrong. So I'm happy with what has changed now in film because we have black superheroes. We have women superheroes. Now I'm waiting for a gay superhero. Um, and then I'll be very happy. But I think we're, we're one going, of these days, maybe we'll write one. Where we're going today is good. Let's, let's just let's not overdo it, folks. Let's not get so carried away that diversity goes before talent. There you go. All right, everybody. So we're going to call our first guest. Her name is Cherie Oakley. And uh, while we're calling her and getting her on the line, we're going to play a song. It's called Little Girl. Um, it's, a, it's a song that she sings on. She didn't write it, but it's a beautiful song. came out for, like, Mother's Day and Father's Day. Um, do you guys have that video? Yes, I'm ready. Yep, and we're Scott, ready. 
All right, everybody, on, on Enjoy. All right, everybody, this is Little Girl by Cherie Oakley. Enjoy. Ever. 
All right, guys, everybody, we are live right now. Hey, All right, everybody, that was Cherie Oakley, little girl, and now we have her on the line. We're gonna Before we introduce her, we want to make sure we can hear her, so say hello. Hello. Yay. <laughs> All right, everybody, now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the incredibly talented and gorgeous Cherie Oakley. Hello and welcome to the show. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Let me introduce you to everybody, starting off with my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. I came on this show feeling a little bit down, and now I see your smile, and I feel very up. What a lovely smile. It's a happy, friendly smile. Are, you, are those teeth yours? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> They're beautiful teeth. I love beautiful teeth. Thank You're a beautiful girl. You should have beautiful teeth. Thank you. Thank you very much. So then we're going to also introduce you to our lady behind the board. She's in our Wellington studios, and her name is Danielle. Say hi, Danielle. Hello, hello, hello. Hi, Danielle. <laughs> That's so much fun. I love it. Hello, hello. And then we've got the man, our, uh, the man behind the videos. His name is Scotty J. He's in Pennsylvania. So say hi to Scotty J. Hi, Scotty. How are you? Good, Sherry. Love your voice. <laughs> I, I haven't heard any of her. And then we have, yes, you have. I've heard her music. Do I like it? <laughs> yes. Oh, I mean, I, I don't listen to this, and I, don't, I never investigate anybody we have on. I don't like rehearsal. It's all fresh. I have no idea I what I'm going to ask you. I have no idea what you're going to tell me or what I ask you. That's what makes our show so unique because yeah, it's, um, it's, it's not, it's, what do you call it? It's not um, scripted. Not scripted. And so we have two chat rooms, one where everybody's watching wait video. A minute, go back to her music. No, no, wait. Which, what music is she? You've heard it. Which one? Well, you're gonna, we're going to play some of it in a minute. We just played one a minute ago. You heard a part of it. I couldn't hear it. We don't okay. That. So that's okay. Here we go. Is so we've got. Is she in my car? No, not yet. Oh, you never put in my you, car yet? You never put them in oh. your car until after they come on the show. <laughs> oh, that's, that's my Academy Award. If I like your music, you go in my car. I drive a convertible, and I blast my music. When I'm at traffic lights, I watch the people's reaction. If they go, ugh, or if they go, oh, who's that? Who's that? So that <laughs> that's, that's how I get my, my people in the street opinion. Well, so I got to know if you put me in your no, car. Well, Jimmy, Jimmy said, I've, Jimmy said, I've heard your music and I like it. Yeah, so he's going to he like it. I know you, you're going in the car. So hold on. We have chat room. We have two different chat rooms going on. So we need you to say hi to everybody in the chat room and then say hi to Eileen because she's in one of the chat rooms. Oh, Eileen, I love you. Hi, how are you? Everybody loves Eileen. I know. And, she's the best. She really is. She, she, oh, and she's my mushbooka. And Dave, Dave, Dave Hughes from the UK, which I know we're going to like be getting you to the UK soon, is in the chat room. He says it's very happy to see you. He's kind of like our resident perv. He likes all the beautiful women that we have yep. on the show, and his favorite is Sadie Katz, but he's and in he's there married. saying it's so oh, nice my, to see you. Talking about Sadie Katz, she's in Genoa, Italy, knocking them dead, doing this fabulous movie that I cannot wait when it's released to see. And Sadie is really... You know who Skate Katz is. She's one of my dearest friends and an actress. She's a horror movie actress. Star of horror movies, but now I she's in a horror. she's in a yeah, but she's in a legitimate film now, not a two dollar movie. She's in a <laughs> multi million. Oh wait a second! Movie. You said you love horror. Like, well, what's a horror movie that you like? Oh my gosh! Well, um, my husband is super good friends with Patrick Wilson. Oh, is he really? Um, yeah. 
Yes. And so, um, of course, that made me super good friends with him. Um, but he's the sweetest guy in the world. He's super talented. And, of course, he's done all kinds of movies, comedies, dramas. And that, con that Conjuring, they got a new Annabelle movie is getting ready to come out. I know. And they I think they have a cameo in it um, because they, you know, that's all connected and right. stuff. So he's done... You know, gosh, like I feel like he's kind of the new king of horror movies now, which, we, of course, we go see him all, and I love him. But it's great to be kind of behind the scenes, because he'll tell us, like, nah, this one isn't really worth going to see, <laughs> or this one's really good, like, you should totally go see it. So we get to find out um, ahead of time what's kind of worth going to see. But he's such hey. a good actor. He's an amazing singer. Um, so yeah, so I love we, we go to a hundred million of them. Uh, some of them I can't stand them. I want to jump out of the seat <laughs> because they look like they were made in a, in a, somebody's house. You know that, <laughs> oh, like, yeah. you, know, you know, that really cheesy kind of crap. And yes, some of them are really yeah, good. Yeah, some, yeah, some, some, some are good, far and few between, but Sadie's movie, they're shooting it in the mountains of Genoa and the story she told me, Oh my God, what an ending Hitchcock could have written the ending i'm not going to spoil it for anybody okay. but what an ending holy smoke what's it called i don't know <laughs> it's not out yet they're filming it still i don't so know what is it'll it be a little the, while the cabin. I, okay. I think it's called the cabin or something like that okay uh, check it out and it's got a lot of big italian stars in it matter of fact the the leading man is magnificently gorgeous my god where they got him from this hunky <laughs> italian handsome beauty <laughs> I wish I was in that film and we had to play gay parts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's go. We're going to go from horror. We can come back to horror. We're going to talk about you. So first of all, everybody, this is Cherie Oakley. You can follow her on social media on Twitter. She's at Cherie Oakley, C-H-E-R-I-E Oakley, O-A-K-L-E-Y. Her Instagram is probably Cherie Oakley, and uh, <laughs> yeah. so you have to write it out. And her website, and what's your website? CherieOakley.com. There you go. That was easy to do. Remember her name, Annie Oakley, Sherry Oakley. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys, we've been playing several times over the last couple of months uh, her first debut single, Work It, which we're going to play in oh, a few I minutes. That. Work It? Yes. That's her? Yes. Oh, that's a good song. I like that one. <laughs> hi, hi. How are you? Nice to meet you. I like your song, Ew. Work Did It. Did I make I your convertible? Am I going to be in your convertible oh, now? <laughs> I think work it might be there already. I'm not no, sure. No, I didn't put it in we yet. Didn't put it in? I put never it put in. it in until they come on the oh, show. I love, <laughs> I love work. See, I remember the title, too. I loved work it. Very oh, great, you. great, great song. It's going to sell. And no, really, it's gonna go. It's a good, and I don't like crappy music. Please trust me. <laughs> you know, if I if we have so many guests on that sing and bring music, and I want to be polite. I was raised with if you have nothing nice to say, you say nothing at all, right. and that's what I do. I say, oh gee, your hair is really pretty. What a nice color. Who does it? You know, <laughs> but I don't talk about the music because I can't lie to my audience and say yeah. it's fabulous when they sound like car brakes squeaking and they say. <laughs> So let's talk a little bit about like first of all because I'm a voice I'm a big voice fan. Ron doesn't watch any reality television, no. so he doesn't watch any of it. But I look at all of it because I used to work for a record label, and, Why, and she was on the voice. She was on season one of the voice, so that's before anybody did really she, knew did, what it did you was. Win? She didn't win, but she was on Team Christina, Christina Aguilera, who is one of my favorite singers of all time. I think she's fabulous, and I have a very good friend Moses Stone who was on Team Christina in season two. 
yeah. Um, okay. He was the rapper. He was the rapper guy on it. Is that so, the show that that Nicole was on? Uh, um, no, she was on X Factor. X Factor. Um, she was on X Factor, which is another. I watch all of them. She didn't watch. So tell us just a little bit. Like, did you have fun being on The Voice? I, I mean, it, it gave you a little bit of exposure. Yeah, it was. You know, it was a weird thing for me because um, when I was contact, I was contacted by The Voice. I didn't. Um, sorry, I'm moving my thing around. I didn't. Um, I didn't pursue it. I, I'm like you. I don't really watch a lot of uh, reality TV. Um, and that I guess that's because I've done a lot of reality TV um, as a background vocalist with other artists and things. And so I've not, I've not been a huge fan of it, honestly. Um, but I was contacted by it. And um, I was like, okay, I'll sit down and I'll do a little Skype thing. It's yeah. what I did. I was like, if I got to go stand in line, I'm not doing it. If I had to go, you know, like out of my way, like I'm not doing it. Um, so I literally sat in my kitchen and I sang for somebody. And then within like 24 hours, I had tickets purchased for me. And I was told, pack your bags for enough for like six months or something crazy to go out to L.A. And there I was on a flight out to L.A. to do the show that I had no idea what it was. It was the first season. So nobody knew what kind of a show like. Is it going to be, you know, a show that's a lot about behind the scenes and drama? Is it going to be, you know, like what kind of a show is it going to be and what's the reception? And nobody knew. So we were kind of the guinea pigs. Um, it's all changed now. Now they fly people back and forth and you're out there for a long yeah. time. But when I was out there, I was out there and I stayed out there for a really long time. It, it was kind of like Survivor on crack meets... <laughs> what the heck have I gotten myself into? Because <laughs> um, it was a little like, just because they didn't know what they wanted. So so they got everything. They pushed us to our limits. We had 18-hour long days, and then we'd have two hours to sleep and then get up and start again. And everything was on camera. So if you had meltdowns and you fell apart because you were exhausted or whatever, everything was on camera. And so um, it was a little crazy for me. I'd never done anything like it. I'll probably never do anything like it again. <laughs> Now, is it really it's, is it really fixed? Because we have a friend that was on one of those shows, mm -hmm. and we were, I'm not giving the sex of the friend either. So I'm going to say, and the friend said, it's uh, it's crooked. It's it the, the the winner is not necessarily who the winner should be, and I believe that you know it's all according to the audience and what they get from the performer. Um, I don't watch the show because I don't think it's fair. Do you think it was fair in the way they dealt with you? Oh, okay. I love how you worded that question, actually. <laughs> um, we all had to sign contracts that uh, were uh, million-dollar lawsuits if we told <laughs> all the details. So, so, no so to answer, yeah, to answer your question, do mm -hmm. I think it's fair, and do I think it was fair with me? No. Okay. And we've I, had we've had winners from X Factor, and, American Idol, and, and The Voice, and all three my, on the and show. And my friend should have won, but didn't because of sexual harassment. Mm -hmm. This this person was sexually. Uh, uh, um, uh, how can I put this nicely without getting in trouble? This person <laughs> was told, "Sleep with me, or you're off." Oh, you know, uh, and this was The Voice. No, I'm no, not saying that what one, it was. That one was X We're not saying. We're, no, don't say it, Jimmy. <laughs> then they'll know who it is, and I'll get That's in trouble. That's okay. This person is a very, very dear friend of mine, a sweetheart of a, of a person, and I don't want to get this person in trouble. But anyway, it was a reality show, yes, and it was by a judge. Right. 
And this um, person right now is in Europe knocking them dead. Oh but I think God. that I, I like to oh. watch it. I'll tell you what. I don't like to voice the whole thing. I only like to watch the blind auditions. And the same thing with American Idol and same thing when Next Factor was on. I only like to watch the auditions. I don't really like to watch it after that where it gets all competitive. I just like to see the yeah. true talent of oh, the people minute, I coming on. I want to get back on. to this because this is an interesting conversation. <laughs> Who, the one that won, what, what did they do? Like rub a, ban a banjo with a cigar box and sing? <laughs> oh, no. no, Cassidy Pope on yours, didn't she? Who? No, I, I did actually perform on the season finale that she did win, but I performed. I was with Kelly Clarkson at that time, so we, we performed on that episode. But, um, no, the, the person who won my season was Javier Colon. Oh, yeah, Javier. Okay. I love Javier. I think he's amazingly talented. Where, where has he gone now? There was major issues between me and the label, and he uh, parted ways with them. I actually, I've met him. He was a very nice guy. So where is he now? I mean, is, is, he, is he gone with the wind, or is he still working? He's still working, still making music, still touring, um, at which deservedly so. I think he's phenomenal, so... Absolutely. Oh, you're generous. I, I like think that. it's fun. No, I think it's no. I think I like to watch all the shows. It's true that I think um, there haven't been a whole lot of superstars come off off of the Voice in any of the countries because I watch them in every country. Uh, not like they had a few really big ones from from uh, uh, from American Idol, which you've like yeah. worked with. You've worked with a bunch of the American Idol ones because you, yeah. you were with Kelly Clarkson and didn't yes. you do something with uh, Kelly Underwood? I mean, yeah. those are the those are the two biggest stars off of. But it, yeah. These shows remind me of Major Bo's Amateur Hour years ago on early television, 1948, 1949. This guy used to have people come on, amateurs, and sing and dance and whatever. And this was so fixed because back then they fixed TV like you can't believe. And yeah. the, any family that gave them like 5,000 bucks, their kid would win. I mean, and some of the talent was atrocious. I mean, you had to really throw up from it when you watched it. Throw up from <laughs> but they it. Got, but they got away with it. You know, TV, like people say these reality shows, I have so many friends in reality shows or have been in and, you know, circulate. And they all said, Ron, what reality? We have a camera crew of 100 people. And <laughs> we, have a, we have a food wagon. And you have a script. Wait, we have a food wagon. We have nurses on hand. We're not in the desert alone or in the jungle yeah. alone. Well, so yeah. it, it's the hoot. Keeping up with the Kardashians, it's like as a viewer, because I do watch them. As a viewer, um, don't you well, ever think like, do they are they really going on this trip to pursue this ridiculous thing because that's what they would do in real life? No, this is what the producers thought. Oh, this will be fun. Exactly. Let's send you over here and have you meet a guru and have him do this in your life, and then let's cause some drama between you know this one and this one because they're divorced now and let's see what happens with them. And I mean, it's, that is all construed. It's all construed. And Absolutely. no, you don't have set lines that you're given, but you're prompted. You're put in situations that are totally set up. Um, because the reality is a reality television show with just a camera sitting in your house while you sit there and eat popcorn and watch TV is not interesting. <laughs> this is a re this is a reality show that we are because we got crazy things that we do and say. But we have another good friend of ours who writes for one of the housewives shows. I'm not going to say which yeah. one. And he said that they absolutely uh, sit around with these broads in private and they say, listen, what did she say about you when you had your hysterectomy? <laughs> or something like no really and then they one said well i told her she was she was a whore and that's how come she wore it out and she had to have a hysterectomy good let's use it in the show and that's what they do 
They do. They do. They take. They do take parts of real life, you know. But and then they find, out. they find ways to create drama with it, to pin, you know, pit pe- people against uh-huh. each other, um, to create ridiculous scenarios that they can put you in, which might be funny. The reality of a reality show, whether it is a talent competition or whether it is keeping up with the Kardashians or whatever, it needs to be entertaining. So how can we make it entertaining? And that's the thing. And, you know, I'll say this about the voice. Um, I tell people to do the voice all the time because I get people calling me all the time going, would you recommend it? Would you suggest it? What was your experience? And the reality is, I hate to use the word reality over and over, but um, it is a television show. It is. Hang hang on. What did it do for you? Did it do anything for you career wise? Um, I, you know, the other day somebody asked me that and, and my first initial response was, is it didn't really do much for my career. And then as I babbled on, <laughs> I realized as I continued talking that that isn't true at all. It really did. For me, what it did is, is what it can do for anyone. It can give you the chance to be on a platform and have national exposure that you could never get anywhere else. Yes. Thousands and millions and whatever uh, the numbers are. For me, it was 14.4 million people watched my Battle Round episode. 14.4 million people um, I got to sing in front of. It doesn't matter if you move on to the next round or if you go home. If you know what to do with that kind of exposure, oh my gosh, it's amazing. And be well, thankful for that. Um and right now, that, right yeah. now, you've got two and a half million people. Four and, wa- a half. four and a half million people watching you right now. One other question: Did you choose the music to sing to, or did they tell you what they wanted you to sing to? <laughs> okay, this was in the contract that we're not supposed to disclose. So let, I'm gonna, I will answer your question. I will. Don't get in trouble. Very yeah. Carefully, very carefully, and and and. Um, just, just say yours or not. No, I, no, <laughs> she can't. She can't say that. Um, so, it, so it wasn't your music. It was they. Told, they you don't told, have to. You don't have to. You don't have to answer. It. Now, were you happy with what? Let's put it this way: Were you happy with what you sang, or would you have preferred to have sung something else? Was I happy with what I sang? No. So it wasn't yours. Okay, got it. <laughs> And you didn't say anything. You no, said beca- nothing. Because our, our our friend was told what to wear. What song? Yeah, they to they sing. pick the songs. They pick the, and the outfits. It's a, it's a woman, and she's absolutely breathtakingly. She's one of the most beautiful black women you've ever seen in your life. She's gorgeous with the voice that doesn't quit, and yeah. they just screwed her over big time. But screw that stupid show because she's in <laughs> Europe right now. Italy, she's in Czech, she's all over. They are going crazy That's for her. Awesome. That's awesome. She's becoming the superstar of Europe. So, so you see those shows mean nothing. So but but <laughs> but but good exposure. So hold on. So okay. So I'm going to I'm going to brag a little bit now for Sheree you guys. Sheree wrote a song called Turn on the Radio. Gave it to Reba McIntyre, however that happens, and mm. it became a number 1 hit for Reba McIntyre. So she has written a number 1 Country music billboard hit. Now, was that before you were on The Voice or after you were on The Voice? It's kind of the same time. Oh, wow. So you were like having a good, you were having like a good month. Why didn't you record it? Well, uh, yeah. So um, that's kind of a complicated answer. So to tell you a little bit of the background about the song. um, Let me interrupt you. Not for anything, but I know the song that we're talking, not that, the other song. You sing better better than her. (laughs) 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 <laughs> you. you really, you held notes better. You, 
you go longer with a note than she does. I, I would have sang it if I were you. I would have. Like, did you make a lot of money? You know, it, that's not really. Um, so you gave it away and you could have been a hit song. No, her. but you don't know because nobody knows her and everybody knows Reba McIntyre. So that helps put her on the map and she yeah, could re-record you know, it because you're going to re-record it and release it one day, right? Soon, you're some gonna, one of these days. Gonna... My EP, I re-recorded it and it is on my EP and I revamped it a little bit because everyone is familiar that, that is with familiar with country music. I don't want to sound like, oh, everyone knows my song. Um, but if you're familiar with country music and you're a Reba McIntyre fan at all, then you're a fan of that version and I wanted to be really respectful of that. I I grew up adoring Reba. She was um, a huge icon to me. And she was someone that I wanted to grow up and be like. She wasn't just, in that time, um, the epitome of a confident, amazing woman who knew how to push boundaries and who knew how to entertain uh, like no other female in country music at that time. But she was also a woman that... Um, stepped out of country music and into film and into television and created an empire. And so for me, she was just the epitome of all what the things you, that a woman can do. So what, to have is, what, what do you think? What do you think of Dolly Parton? Oh, I, th I think she's incredible. I think she's a legend. I think she's as a songwriter. I think she's unmatched uh, in country music. So hang on, I'm gonna go back though. Okay, so okay, so you were on the voice, then you wrote Turn on the Radio, and it came a number one hit for Reba McIntyre, who is a queen. Everybody in the chat room, they're all saying like she's like, you know, if you were gonna write one for somebody, that was the one to write one. Adore Reba McIntyre. I know. So it's a big deal, and that has helped you because like you have like bragging rights because Reba McIntyre recorded one of your songs, and and you're a brilliant songwriter because we know that from the other songs that we've heard that you've done, especially Work It. Um, so yeah. let me do. I'm gonna do some other bragging, and after I do the bragging, we're gonna play the Work It music video for everybody. Oh, good, I like everybody out there in for a treat. Okay, so this is like this is good. This is like my way when we have an actor come on. What I do is I say. You know, this actor's worked with all these different famous actors, and we don't get that many musicians that are on, except for like Scott Page from Pink Floyd. We don't have that many musicians who've worked with as many great people as you have. Um, so, so you guys check this out because this is like super freaking impressive. <laughs> so, as a studio session vocalist, she's worked with the band Perry, Martina McBride, Kelly Clarkson, who's like my favorite, Vince Gill, Reba. Gretchen Wilson, Cassidy Pope, and Sarah Darling. Cassidy Pope's from Florida, so like I knew her back before she was famous. You did, uh, yeah. Yeah, she had, a, she had, a, she was in a rock band um, that used yeah. to play locally all over the place. Then she's toured and, and been a background vocalist for Carrie Underwood, Kelly Clarkson, Gretchen Wilson, Amy Grant. I love Amy Grant. Trace Atkins. I don't really like Christian music, but I love Amy Grant. She's performed with Cheryl Crow, Vince Gill, Reba, Martina McBride, Luke Bryan, Leanne Rimes, Jennifer Nettles. Casey Musgraves, Big and Rich, George Strait, Adina Menzel, who I absolutely love, and Mary J. Blige, who's like the queen of hip-hop soul, queen of soul, basically. She's like the Aretha Franklin-like replacement. And then, you guys, listen to some of the places she's performed, because this is like super – this is almost more impressive than the list of like superstars she's worked with. She's performed at the Billboard Music Awards, the American Music Awards, the ACM Awards, the CMA Awards, VH1 Divas, The View, The Tonight Show, Ellen, The Today Show, Good Morning America, wow. CMT Diaries, American Idol, The X Factor UK, which I love that show, uh, BBC Breakfast, Live with Regis and Kelly, The Late Show with David Letterman, Star and Star Search. What did you do on Star Search? Were you a contestant? Yeah, I was a junior. Oh, my God. Were you really when you were little? 
Yeah, the same year Britney Spears and Christina were, and Justin. We were all in the same year. And you not, know what's you know together, what's but. right. What's the best part? If you, I'll tell you what the best. That's all wonderful. All those credits are terrific, <laughs> but you know what the best part is? What? You're you're still a person. Oh well, very much so. <laughs> and that is so sweet because so many people have so many credits and they really think who the hell they are and they have such friggin' attitudes that you want to you want to smack them around a little. But you are just as 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 homespun. You're not Jewish, are you? No. <laughs> oh, so are you? I can't use Jewish words with you, but you're you're, you're like Hamish. Hamish in Jewish means a home girl, and I oh. bet you're a good home girl. She's a mother. She's I, mean, I mean, like you're not wild out there doing drugs and banging no. everybody and running around like a crazy. Well, she has a husband and yeah, a no, five-year-old. She's, she's normal. She's a normal, nice girl with a she great voice. She lives in Nashville. And you got some voice, kid. Let me tell you, because your your speaking voice is so powerful. I'm listening to you as you speak, so it's easy for you to sing. And I love Nashville. The hills of Nashville are so beautiful. Yes, they are. They're beautiful. It's getting bigger and it's changing. Yes. So many people are coming in. Yep, that's right. You could buy a house. They're really cheap, too. Well, you could. I couldn't, but you could. No, no, I'm poorer than you are. You're <laughs> I wish I did all that you do. I do, I do $2 movies. <laughs> all those horror I, movies I that get, he talks about that he can't stand, he's in a bunch of them. <laughs> and I get, I, get paid, I get 200 bucks a day. Like, live on that one, sweetie pie. <laughs> <laughs> so hold on. Now we want everybody to hear Work It, and then we're going to come back and talk some more. But... Um, Am I going to hear it or we're not going to be able to hear it? I don't know. Scott, could you put plug it in so that we could hear it? Because I really love this song. Yeah, I think Danielle does that. I, Danielle, I can Danielle, do that. Plug me in, honey. I really like this song and I need an up. I will. I'm, I'm tired from working in the patio. And the also, uh, just, just throwing this out to the universe, but there's a great hair care product line called Trace May and... And their theme song, uh, their thing is Work It. And this is a great song. So I just tweeted this to Tresemme that they should, like, totally be using this song in their, like, campaigns for all their commercials. So anybody who's listening who sees my tweet, please retweet it because she should totally be hooked up with Tresemme. She's beautiful. She's got long hair. You know who she looks like? She looks like that actress I like. Oh, that, they're, that they're... really narrows it down. Who? <laughs> Kira Knightley. No, Kira, no, no. Oh, she no. does look kind of like Kira no, Knightley. No, this one is fabulous. Um, Kira like, Knightley's fabulous. No, this one is a, a classic. She's about. She's maybe in like forty now. This one's too young. You're much younger than she. But she's a one. She's got a sister. They're sisters. And what's she even in? Uh, I know how I. She's <laughs> supposed, she's supposed to be a bitch on set. Everybody hates her. Shannon oh. Doherty. No. <laughs> All right, well, no. I'm going to keep you guys plugged in when we uh, play the song, so Rock wonderful, can hear it. I'll get the name. A wonderful actress. I love, And you look just like her. Oh, you're smile. not talking about... Oh, no, Ashley Judd doesn't have a sister. Yes, Ashley, oh, Ashley Judd does Ashley have a sister, Judd. Winona. Yes, you <laughs> look like Ashley... Actually, Winona's a famous country singer. She's right. She's a famous country singer, yeah. You, yes. look like, you look like Ashley. Well, thank you. That's a huge... And you have the same smile as Ashley Judge. And I hope she's not a bitch on set. I'd like to meet her one day and ask her, are you a bitch on set? <laughs> <laughs> I've never, I do think she has a house in Nashville, but I've never probably, met her. Well, she's probably got a house in Nashville and like every other city in the well, country. I, 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 th I think she's... I 20 think houses, she's, I don't know. She's beautiful and she's a wonderful actress. Yeah, I love fabulous. her work. I love everything I've seen her do. She does so well. So yeah. hold on. Here's what we're going to do, though. We're going to do this. Uh, so you guys got it. How about you guys hit play on Enjoy? How's that, uh, Scotty, Jay, and, and Danielle? Sounds good. I just want to unplug so Ron can hear this song. 
Yes. Yeah, please. Right. I, do I, that. I, I really, if I don't like a song, I won't ask you to unplug. But this one, unplug me. <laughs> no, she's keep not unplugging. Oh, you. plug me. What no, she's gonna. Well, yeah, I plug me. You, we got you it. Know, we got it. To get plugged. All right. Stop it, Jimmy. So, <laughs> so, all right, everybody. So this is the fabulous first debut single from the incredibly talented Cherie Oakley, who's worked with everybody. The name of the song is "Work It." It's a masterpiece. Enjoy. It's a great song. If anybody doesn't think it's a great song, you're deaf, you're stupid, and you're morons. That is a fucking I oops, you. I curse. That is a great song. I, I, I can't put it in the car. You know why? Why? I, I drive an Audi TT Roadster convertible. I live in the desert. 
I could do 125 in that car with this music on in two seconds. <laughs> it, it, I just felt my gas pedal pushing. It is such an up song. It makes you want to get out there and really get energetic. Oh, I'm it, so glad to hear you say that. I mean, that's what I wanted. That's what I, I hope. It's a great song. Listen so to me. Cut, cut it quick. Cut to, the, cut, cut to the reality. It is a great song. I love it. And I'm sure everybody listening, what does the chat room say, though? They people? love it. They I said love they that. love how how classy the video is, how well now, can done. They, can like, they buy that the or can they steal yes, it? Yes, they can buy it. They can't steal and, it? And steal it off streaming because streaming is pretty much Yes. Deep. Yeah, what is all that about? You know, so many of our, <laughs> of our singers are really pissed off. What's her name? Stop recording. Uh, who I love, Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks. Stevie yeah. said, "Stevie said I'm not recording anymore because they're stealing my music. I'm only doing live performances." How do you feel about that stealing? The wait, music? wait. I want to go back to the. Well, wait music. a minute. I'm on Spotify. Does Spotify steal your music? <laughs> they don't steal it, but they have it. <laughs> Every stream. Any anytime you see something that says you can get unlimited for this tiny little price. How do you think people are getting paid by that? How do you think it's getting dispersed amongst? investors, labels, people that, you know, producers, everybody that's got points and everybody that's got pieces of the pie. It's like, there's no way to get an unlimited amount of anything for such a small price. And people are going to make any money and make a living at that. There's no way. Unless so, you do like hundreds of millions of plays, you might make a little. <laughs> a little. <laughs> a and little. Right now, and, and we're, we're, we're changing the Music Modernization Act was, was changed recently, which has finally allowed... Because um, and that had been put in place like, oh my gosh, like the 1800s or 1900s or, or whatever, when like music, there was no, there was no any modern anything. It was like insane. Um, and, and so finally, the Music Modernization Act has been updated to where we're able to go and negotiate. Um, with companies like Spotify and Apple and things like that so that songwriters can finally get paid again. Um, which is why, to go back to your earlier question, did I make a lot of money off of Turn On The Radio? A lot of people think that when you have a number one song in country music, you're set for life. Well, back in the 80s or 90s, it was a different story, and you were. Because yes. the albums sold, and every time albums sold... You got paid. A larger piece. But now uh, we have things called 360 deals, which labels do, which take a portion of pretty much everything. Everything. In touring, writing, everything. Yes. Yes. Well, not not, not to, to say no to what you just said. Again, we have a very dear friend who is in a very famous group. They've sold millions and millions and millions of dollars in music. And how much did she want? I'm talking about Joya Bruno. Oh, yeah. She didn't make any money. She made 500 bucks. <laughs> Yeah, Joy, yeah. Joy, you know, Joy is from the, the group uh, Expose. Expose. Expose is very good friends of ours. The girls from Expose. Yeah, and Joy is um, Jimmy's buddy they for had years. Eight top she ten hits, and they didn't make any money at no all. No money at all. And they and, used to sell out like 30,000 you know, people arenas. Yeah. And BNGB, another one that had a great hit that was out there. She made a million bucks, but millions of dollars. She got zapped. They stole these people blind in the 80s. So not everybody made money back then. The music the business is really a crummy business. What, what your record deal was and, and your right. management, things like that. And, and you really have to, you know, it's sad to me that there are people out there that want to take advantage of people that want to make it so desperately that, that they're naive and sign anything. don't know. And then they'll sign anything they don't know oh. and they get very easily manipulated. You want to hear a great story? We just got, this story just came in. I love her, CeCe Penningston. Finally, 
You know that song, is. finally, it has happened to me. Cece Penniston, love her, love her to death. Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, used that music in the film. Oh, yes. They, they did not pay her one penny, and they changed the title of the music. So I screamed at her. I said, go after them. You've got to sue that's them. They legal. can't do that. Yeah, it's not legal. Not, but no. they went ahead and they played finally throughout the movie. It was a big, big number where the drag queens were like with, with wings and all yeah, kinds of crap. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. She got, she got nothing. Nothing. And they said at the end, it wasn't finally the song. It was yeah, called they like Finale. On the thing, they, finale. Wrote, they wrote something else on the, even on the soundtrack and everything. She had to go back and go after Imagine they, they tried to just like. Like rob her music, but but there's also if you look like because I, I Google things all the time, I'm a Google king, and and if you look, there's a ton of hit songs that have been put out by other people that are not the people who own them, and if you don't go looking for that, you don't even know it, and there's other people making tons of money on your music. No, we're not talking um, about doing covers. We're talking. No, about I'm talking about like stealing. selling your version of your yeah. song. Your song with somebody uh, like nobody's on, like, voice. I work, you know, with a, a big independent record label, and like all the time, we had to go and like find people that were selling like our artist music. Yeah. Uh, have them take it down, which I think is terrible. But I want to go back to the work it video yeah. real quick. First of all, you look like a young Shania Twain um, <laughs> in the video, especially in the video. You look like a young Shania Twain, and I love the end part when you guys are all in your like workout wear. It totally yeah. like makes. I, you're probably not even old enough to remember, but in the eighty, I think it, it was the eighties. So, there so was 80s. a movie with Jamie Lee Curtis and like John Travolta or somebody called Perfect, and it was oh. about like this lady who's like a fitness like aerobics like lady or whatever. And it totally reminded me of that. Which <laughs> Because it kind of like brings you back to like a, a great time in the world. Well, let's um, let's get away from business. Let's go on a personal note because I've got so many fans out there that always say, "Ron, I love it when you ask a little bit about your celebrity's life." Now you have a wonderful husband who's famous and important, and mm -hmm. you have you have children. I do. I have one daughter, and I have three stepsons. Oh, so you've got a big family. Yeah, so I know I tell people all the time, like, message me because I love, I feel like it's such a privilege to get to know fans of my music, but it's also, to me, even more of a privilege to get to be able to talk to them about real-life situations. I've been through so many crazy things in my life, ups and downs. I know what it's like to be part of a blended family and how complicated that can be and the ups and downs of it. It's like, message me if you need advice or you want to talk about anything, like... <laughs> I'm an open book. I've learned a lot of things the hard way. If I can pass that along to somebody else and help them in their journey, personally or professionally, I, I want to be able to do that. You're a good soul. Are you out of New York? No, she's no. in Nashville. Oh, Nashville. I'm sorry. See, uh, look, I'm 79 years old. I forget things. Give me a break. fabulous, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Well, the taxidermist that I know is, does a good job. Yeah. <laughs> He stuffs me. He stuffs. Oh, I'm so stupid. Of course, you're out of Nashville. But um, so, so, what are the ages of your children? She just turned five. Just oh, five. so you got a little baby. Oh, how sweet is that? Yeah. I had. I have two daughters. Of course, they're older than I now. But um, you know. <laughs> When they were five, I loved. I raised my children alone. I'm the original Mr. Mom when nobody oh. nobody did it. And and yeah, they all said my children were going to grow up to be dope addicts, hoes, or lesbians oh. because because I'm gay. Well, they figured gay men can't raise two children, and I right. did. And my daughters are absolutely never did drugs. They're not sluts, and they're just wonderful they're human beings. 
That's so, awesome. Yeah, so that's baloney about men can't raise children. Forget about absolutely. it. Absolutely. Absolutely it is. The whole thing is baloney. And, you know, children need people in their lives they can count on who will love them, support them, encourage them. Love. It's all about love. Them, love them enough to discipline them and teach them right from wrong. Mm -hmm. And nothing else matters. It's love. My daughters were here at our house uh, for Father's Day. They brought me balloons. They brought me presents. They brought me cards. And we cooked and we ate. And then my daughter Deirdre whips out this big table and she makes us lay on the table. And what did she do to us? Reiki. Reiki. She's a Reiki master. Oh. So we had an hour each Reiki uh, session. Wow. So, you know, it was quite a, a Father's Day That's for me. Amazing. But my people say, what's your secret? And I think you're going to agree with me. You only get back what you put in. Oh, yeah. What yeah. you put out. No, what you put into a child oh, yes. is what you get back. Yes. If you put violence, evil, and disgracefulness, in it, and if you're not a good human, you're going to get that back. But if you're a good person and you give good to the children, you'll get good back. I think so, too. I think it's, it's you, you have to, in my opinion, of course, it's all subjective. Right. But... Um, I feel like you get into trouble when you have a child and you, you see them as a child and you never see them as raising them to one day be an adult. And so for me, I look at my little girl and I know the evils of the world. I know the things I've been through. We talked a little bit about this off, off the air, sexual harassment and, and the rejection of the industry and all different kinds of things. And you want to prepare, in my opinion, your child to be confident, self-assured in who they are, to love other people, to know how to deal with the ups and downs. Give your children tools. Don't, don't all of a sudden have your children turn into grown men and women who have no idea how to deal with life because you never gave them the foundation and the tools to know how to deal with them. That This is what breeds addiction. This is what breeds all different kinds of things because they were not raised by parents that understood that we are raising children to one day be adults. And what kind of an adult do we want our child to be? Do we want them to be adults who know how to handle themselves with all different kinds of circumstances, who know how to treat other people? Or do we want to raise adults who, you know, have to deal with life with turning to all different kinds of unhealthy ways to cope? Well, you're, Absolutely. you're a product of your environment. I want to do a quick little story to get it at a happy note for all of my fans out there that are over 50 and 60. We have quite a few seniors like me. Uh, Jane Russell, as you all know, was my very best friend. We hung out together for years. We were like brother and sister. Do you know and who Jane Russell is? The movie star Jane Russell. Yes. Marilyn Monroe. Gentlemen yes. prefer blondes. Prefer blondes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. So Jane told me a story. She said she was shooting the outlaw, not the outlaw, uh, tall men with Clark Gable. And wow. she was and she was singing a song about planting a tree, an apple tree. And when the song was over, Gable said to her, Hey Russell, come over here, I'll plant your tree. Now today that would be called sexual harassment. Back then it was flattery. <laughs> it was a it was a compliment. This is what confuses me. Women years ago loved to be called a tomato or a cutie pie or a sweetie pie or honey bunch. Nowadays you can't do that. They think it's some kind of I don't know degrading whatever. <laughs> you could tell a woman years ago, I am so in love with you, but I I don't want to touch you because I'll I'll burst into flames. <laughs> today, today that's called a pervert. Back then it was called a man who was being honest. I'm so sorry that women today are not getting 
the beautiful side of a man's flirting that they some of them are interpreting it as sexual harassment when a man looks at a woman and goes wow you're built years ago she said thank you nowadays they call their lawyer <laughs> so you know we have to really get it together folks compliments are wonderful i love to compliment when it's deserved if it's not deserved i just tune out but if a beautiful woman walks in a room and i'm gay i still say to her my god you're beautiful with a beautiful shape I was at the book signing that Jimmy did with Sean Kanan for the book, whatever the book was. Success Factor X. And a, a very elderly woman came in with a gorgeous figure. And I said to her, wow, you're some piece of ass for your age. Are you beautiful? And she looked at me and smiled. About an hour later, she came over to me, leaned forward, and she said, with tears in her eyes, she said, Ron, my husband died a year ago. And I never thought I'd ever hear another man tell me I was a beautiful piece of ass. My husband used to always say that. And oh. guess what? My husband was 79 like you, and his name was Ron. No, really? Yes. yes. So I said, well, your husband's channeling through me. She happens to be one of the biggest soap opera stars in the world. And I didn't. What's her name, Jimmy? I forgot her name. <laughs> and, I mean, she's on every She's TV. a big soap opera she's star. Been, Young and the Restless. She's just one of uh, 35 years on Young and the Restless. Yeah. I mean, she's like a super major superstar. Yeah. And so you see what a compliment does? You don't know. So gentlemen out there, compliment ladies because you don't know where they are mentally at that moment. And maybe they need the reassurance because we're all sexual beings. And uh, when a ma beautiful man looks at a beautiful woman and says beautiful things, what is it? It's beautiful. <laughs> well, you got to be careful, but yes. <laughs> no, if he's, got, if he's hang, it's got, look, if he's got a hand. Wait, wait, she's going to say something. Yeah. There's a big difference between complimenting and flirting and being offensive. Yes. Right. Uh, no, hand, you're right. hand trouble doesn't work. No and touching. There's also no. a big difference between being offensive and sexual harassment. And I think we've blurred too many lines here to where I think a man is afraid to even ask a woman for a phone number. Right. Or, or you know, what is flirting and how do we flirt? And I think, I think, you know, once again, going back to being a parent, I think it's up to moms and dads to be examples and to teach our children how yes. to be respectful of the opposite sex, but also how, how to flirt in a way that's not offensive. It's really not hard and it's not rocket science, but you should be able to tell somebody, my goodness, I think you're gorgeous or, you know, a stupid pickup line, you know, or whatever. I think that there's a, there's just a big difference between those things. I think, unfortunately, I, I don't agree with some people that have lost their jobs that, that, Terrible. This is terrible. You know, maybe they're not good husbands or wives. Oh, maybe they are cheating on their spouses. But what does that have to do with the fact that maybe they're, uh, you know, in the entertainment world or or a movie star or, you know, um, a news anchor or whatever? Nothing. You know, we've blurred so many lines in so many ways, I think, with social media. A good way to say now, it. Personal is now professional, and it isn't. You You're right. Very good way to say it. Yep. It's but but what's going on, like the set I just came, I just finished the film two weeks or three weeks ago, and um, I got in trouble with Lionsgate because I have a nasty little mouth because I'm a tough guy from Brooklyn and I like to kid around. And I was on the set joking around, kidding. I mean, not, not even to a woman, to another guy who was gay. And I was just being silly and funny. And somebody went and squealed on me to the representative from Lionsgate and they told me, you can't do that. And I said to the guy, and I'm not allowed to give the title of the movie, mm -hmm. but there's a curse word in the title. 
So yeah. I said to Lion, I said to Lionsgate, "How come the movie? What's the movie called again?" And he told me, "I said that's a curse word. So it's okay to have the curse word in the film, but it's not okay to use the curse word on the set. This makes no sense to me." So I was talking to Judith Chapman, another soap opera actress, who's a friend of mine, and she said, "Oh, they did the same thing to us on The Young and the Restless. They came and said, no more this, no more that, no more the other." And Judith said, "Yeah, but I'm going to do a scene now in bed with a guy where we're having sex and we're talking dirty. How come that's okay on the screen?" but not on the set so that's what I don't get yeah well and I agree with you I just think I think uh, some of that I think we publicize things that shouldn't be publicized not everything is a news story you know yes. flirting with somebody shouldn't be news because I think what we do is we we've created and when I say we I mean they not me because I wouldn't create it I think they have created um, drama that has turned into now laws and now people hiring attorneys and now people losing jobs. Out of whack. It's way out of whack. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I, I think sexual harassment needs to be taken seriously. When I say I've been sexually harassed, I'm not talking about somebody flirting with me. You know, I'm talking about somebody forcibly kissing me when I was pushing yeah. them away saying no. I'm yes, talking yes, about yeah. somebody That's, a, that's offensive. That's offensive. Sexual perverted things about me and trying to shove hands down my pants to shove a mic cord down. I'm talking yeah. about serious things here and I personally get offended when somebody puts that in the same category as somebody saying a stupid cheesy pickup line. It's right. not Right. Not the same. Well, you should have been around in my day when I was 19. When I was 19 years old, I was a, I was eight, actually 17 or 18. I was a model for Sears and Roebuck magazine yeah. or whatever. And we did the photo shoot. Well, they certainly took their time fixing the part of my trousers that they shouldn't have been in. And their hands were all over and smiling. I mean, I've been felt up, grabbed, broke, propositioned my whole career because I was yeah. a cute, cute kid when I was young. And all I, I mean, it was terrible. And I just let it roll off my shoulders. I never called a lawyer. I didn't care. I just thought, you know, get away from me, you filthy pig, you old degenerate bastard. <laughs> you know, I would say things like that. Or go, old degenerate bastard. No, no. I had one guy one time who was feeling me up. Go. Wait, go. I said, go home and do that to your sister. <laughs> yeah. So but listen up, you guys. I, I, go ahead. I, I will say this just to, to wrap that up because I know Jimmy wants to wrap that up. But I will say this. It is very important, I believe, for uh, us that are in the entertainment industry and people younger than us that are going to be in the enter entertainment industry. We should have a safe working environment. We should Absolutely. have an environment where we don't feel like we are going to be violated in any way, shape, or form. So I am 100%. Uh, I, I agree. That, um, the things I've experienced, I shouldn't have. And quite frankly, that experience, you shouldn't have had to have experienced that. Um, no, but, I, I, but, will, I will say one thing. If I were in a movie with George Clooney and he sexually offended me, I would say, okay. <laughs> I would Don't not. Call, I would not call a lawyer. I would not have be upset. And if he gr groped me and felt me up, I'd say, "Okay, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not offended. It's okay. all right." So here we got We have to move on because we have another guest that's good. I think on. you're a wonderful, delightful, so intelligent. Wait a minute, and so knowledgeable and a terrific guest. And I want you to come back. We're going to have her back because she's got a new single that's going to yes, be coming out you're soon. You're and when the new guest. single comes back, we'll bring her back so we can promote that. You guys, first of all, you guys follow her on social media at Sheree Oakley. Uh, on Twitter, SheeOakley.com will take you everywhere. At prob I mean, it's probably Sheree Oakley on Instagram. Um, remember now, she's an indie artist. So if you go and, and buy 
actually download work it from iTunes. Money, money. That's how she makes money because when you stream it, she doesn't make shit. So here, you guys, you yes, gotta like wait absolutely. A minute. And if she doesn't make money, she wouldn't be here on our show because she'd be home scrubbing floors for a living. So <laughs> you know. So buy, buy it, you her guys. Music, damn buy it. it. Please retweet. Everybody needs to. Tr everybody needs to to tweet the Tresemme the work it video and tell them that they need to be working with Cherie Oakley uh, because the song goes there for it. It's fantastic. And oh my gosh, and now the door. So, Cherie, we want to thank you for coming on, and we will see you. We have dogs soon. Somebody, bye, bye sweetheart. Bye. Nice knowing you. Bye, bye, honey. Let me go. Let me get the door. Uh, all right, everybody. So that was Cherie Oakley. She's a super, super talent. Um, hope you guys enjoyed it. And uh, now we're gonna take a quick little uh, uh, commercial break to tell everybody to listen to us on W4CY Radio every Wednesday from 12 to 2 and 3 to 5. 12 to 2 p.m. Pacific time, 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern time. We're also on K4HD Radio, Hit 1069 FM, Jackalope Radio, iHeart Radio, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, Audio Boom, Podomatic, Spreaker, Apple TV, and Podbeam. And on TV, we're on Vimeo, Roku, YouTube, and Comcast On Demand. I don't know who was at the door, everybody. Sorry, the dogs are going crazy. Who was at the door? Why are they here today? Okay. Um... Um, all right, everybody. So then <laughs> the gardeners were here. So here's what we're going to do, you guys. See how our, reality next, we are. our next guest is Eugenia Kuzmina. We're going to play. I have to still we, talk. we have to go. We don't have time. Just give me a minute. No, we, we don't have time. Oh, we don't have time. We don't have time. We have a six-minute video we're playing now. Okay. Um, all right, everybody. So this is the reel for Eugenia Kuzmina, and we're going to be calling her halfway through. This is her reel. We're going to get her on the line. Everybody enjoy. And B, welcome. B's here. Hey, B. Sorry we uh, missed you before, but you're in. So everybody, this is the reel for Eugenia Kuzmina. She's an actress, she's a comedian, and she's a supermodel, and enjoy, and we're going to have her on the line when we come back. My name is Eugenia Kuzmina. I grew up in Russia, and literally, I was born to be a model. They took me from the hospital and put me in a magazine. Modeling has taken me all over the world, from high fashion runway, to print, to commercials, to working with the world's top luxury brands, to top magazine covers. I even had my own billboard in Times Square. But I'm more than a model. I'm also a TV personality, a spokesperson, a brand ambassador, an actress, a show creator, and I am a mother of three. Also, I do stand-up comedy. Put a weapon on the ground. Do it! You okay, ma'am? I'm fine. If you gave them your guns, does this mean we're not in a war zone here? Good luck, babe. Nick, Jake. Actually, I'm Nick. He's Jake. Whatever. Plus one? Как ты видишь, у тебя было очень интересное прошлое. По таким мелочам, как прошлое его жены, мы не расскажем ему ничего. Tremendous relationship with Russia. Russian people, tremendous people. But we just keep winning. We just... I'm sorry. How many times did I tell you to shut up if I didn't kick you during the press conference? You would have given the whole thing away. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Melania. I'm so sorry. Shut up! They weren't very nice to me. Give me those pants. 
These are mine now. You don't own any pins. Faster! Faster! You're overreacting. I covered it well. You have to stick to this creep. I want our school to be a place where it's okay to be a bad mom. I threw my son's violin in the garbage. I have a pistolet from Kalashnikova. Thank you all for coming on such short notice. Hi, models. I'm Hi. a lawyer. <laughs> I'm Sadie. I'm a lesbian. Hi, Hi, lesbian. Oh, my God. You're the carpenter. Uh, yeah. Carlos, hi, nice to meet you. You're late. References. I just moved here, and it's my first day. Try not to touch anything. And now you're part of the laser tag military base camp here. That's planning to build a laser tag pipeline. No, I have nothing to do with laser tag, I promise. These are cool uh, devil sticks. Mm-hmm. They're called Diablo stick <laughs> Yeah, it's a confusing commercial. Welcome to the House of Ivana. She's the queen of the home shopping network. Know how to marry a billionaire? and know how to divorce him. So, Ivana, this is a lot of onions. A special ingredient is uh, my special meat. It's it from Hungary. It's called goulash. Goulash? Yeah, oh. smell it. What does it smell like? Doesn't it look like Donald's heart? So you add a lot of paprika. Donald loves, loves, loves my cooking. You can get this paprika at a special Hungarian shop or Ivana.com. You know that's Lowry's. That's not paprika. This is paprika. That's right. They don't change. When I moved to LA, I didn't have a driving license, and the only reason I got it is because the person before me crashed into a tree. I don't know anything about cars, but wouldn't it be cool to know how to fix a tire? Tires are like shoes for your car. I love shoes. I want to suck your blood. Just kidding. I actually tried to do my own makeup today. Kind of look like a vampire bride. Oh. I forgot, my friend Julie Ireland literally wrote the book on making gifts personal. Thanks for coming here, Julie. You're the DIY expert. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Here's all you need. A glue gun. A gun? And your car's kind of pulling to the side, that means your alignment's off. That's what actually my car is doing. Right now? Yeah. How long has it been doing it for? Like a year. A year? Someone? Please help me with my makeup. Borscht, did I say it right? Yeah, yeah, And yeah, that yeah. keeps it's... you warm, right, in the cold country? You know, you can do it cold and you can do it warm. You can mix whatever you want. Just kind of go with the flow. Cut yeah. it in two. Actually, cut it in two. two. Uh -oh. Yeah. Better cut it in two or I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> I am in charge. I like to be in charge. I'm watching you. This is a... Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so hungry. I recently went to this charity event and they asked me uh, how fashion helps charity these days. 
Well, fashion helps by giving jobs to the children. <laughs> everybody we are live all right everybody so that was the actual working reel of eugenia kuzmina say something and let's make sure we can hear you hi guys hello there you go i gotta love it all right now we'll do an introduction all right everybody now we want to welcome to the jimmy star show with ron russell russian-born actress comedian model and super gorgeous lady eugenia kuzmina hello and welcome to the show hello i'm ready to be here with you guys Good, you're so gorgeous. It's not even funny. Like, I, 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 you know, we have, we, we've had several models on, but we've never had a model who's also an actress and a comedian. So I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Let me introduce you to everybody. Starting off with my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Now, if I was straight, 50 years younger, I would be so in love right now. I would have to propose to you and promise you the world. But since I'm an old bag, 79 years old and gay. Eh, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> but I can still I can still appreciate your beauty, and it certainly is classic. You look like Grace Kelly. You are a beautiful woman, very beautiful girl, actually. Yeah, I think she's she was an amazing lady, and Grace <laughs> Kelly was stunningly beautiful. Yeah, and very talented and very intelligent. So. So let me introduce you to everybody. First, we've got uh, our lady behind the board. She's at the W4CY Studios in Florida. Say hi to Danielle. Hi, Danielle. Hello. Welcome to the show. Thank you. And then we've got the man behind the videos. He's in Philadelphia, Scotty J. Hi, Scotty. Hey, Eugenia. Now, I have a quick question. Now, we've established that you are a model, an actress, a comedian. Are you also a librarian? <laughs> Yes, you can see it. I can, <laughs> I can spend all the time right in this room, you know, reading books. and Oh, because of all the books. I, I got it now, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> then we've also got a chat room with, with a whole bunch of different countries represented. So just say hi to everybody in the chat room. Should I use all the languages that I know? Yeah, yeah do it. Yeah, do that. <laughs> we have, we have Rush. Privet, uh, bonjour, uh, Arigato. <laughs> well, now tell us what the, I know French. What were the other two? Uh, Japanese and Russian. So there I, you go. And do buongiorno. Oh, bon that one. That's Italian. Oh, that's Italian. That's okay. Italian. That's you got to like love it. Italian. All right, everybody. So I'm going to do some bragging real quick before we start talking. Um, you, Eugenia, you'll probably, you might recognize her from a lot of things if you're into fashion. Um, you'll probably like her because you, she's been on the cover. I know she's been on the cover of Glamour. I don't know what other magazines, but I know she was on the cover of Glamour because that's one of the things that helped skyrocket her to superstardom. She's modeled for Yves Saint Laurent, Alexander McQueen, one of my favorites when I was skinny. Um, uh, Terry Mugler. I don't know if it's Mugler or Mugler, but either way, um, she's a superstar model, you guys. She's been done all kinds of stuff. And 
She's also been in Bad Moms with Myla Kunis and Katherine Hahn and Kristen Bell and Christina Applegate and Jay Hernandez and Wanda Sykes. What a great movie that is. Um, Dirty Grandpa with Robert De Niro, Zac Efron, Aubrey Plaza, Dermot Mulroney, and Julian Ho. Rock the Casbah with Bill Murray and Bruce Willis, Scott Kahn, Danny McBride, Zoe Deschanel, and Kate Hudson. She's also, you've seen her in True Blood, Blue Bloods, New Girl, White Collar, Fury, uh, Model Moms, which is like we're going to talk about because you're going to tell us what that actually is. And she's a stand-up comic, which I saw clips of her on YouTube, and she's very funny. So not only is she gorgeous, she's funny. But um, you've got good jokes. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us Model Mom. What is Model Moms? Um, that's a blog that I started after becoming a mom, you know, because I became a mom kind of in the middle of the modeling career and it wasn't cool at the time. Now I think like every model has a kid just because it's in fashion, <laughs> but, before, <laughs> you know, I was really struggling because I came back and people uh, were questioning if I can work, if I can fly from Paris, you know, because our job involves being in different cities and you always have to be available. You never know what's happening next day. So, um, you know, a lot of clients were really concerned that I couldn't continue working. And I just had so much passion for creativity that, you know, I wanted to reach out to other moms who were passionate about different things and create a community. So for me, supporting other women is one of the most important things and man you know whatever whoever is a parent i think it's always a challenge and that's when the comedy comes in <laughs> how many now how many kids do you have i have three kids three, three. Uh, wow uh, one is my stepson and uh, he's 18 and my son is 11 and then my daughter is seven and we have lots of animals too so oh it's my just gosh <laughs> uh, when did you come to the united states um, I came about 11 years ago. I used I moved to Paris when I was 15 and uh, kind of worked uh, by myself, you know, there. I started working as a kid actually in the entertainment business in Russia and then I moved to America because that's like a center for, you know, everybody who comes and does something for fashion and then I moved to LA after having my kids and kind of fell in, in, into entertainment, so it, it wasn't something that I ever thought I, I can do or pursue or anything. Because your English is very good. I can barely hear an accent. Really? Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. I never have a problem with my accent, actually. You know, being part of the projects, and people would always say, like, you have to have a standard American accent. But, I mean, I never had any problem with that. Well, anytime you need a Brooklyn accent, <laughs> call uh, me. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, because one thing is, though, is, like, you... You, I, I watched your reel. Obviously, I haven't seen everything that you've been in, but I did watch your reel that you put up, and you have a really extensive reel. Um, you have a lot of stuff on it. Um, you're always playing like the gorgeous, like sexy one, but also you play like the badass one. Like, there's one where like you know some lady's trying to rescue you, and it looks like the guy's holding a gun on you, and then like you kick him or something, and she holds him, and you pick up the gun and shoot her and stuff. Like, so you're like you're also kind of like the action like star, like the super hot action hero star, which we don't have a lot of that. Yeah, I just watched uh, John Wick, you know, with... Um, yes, Keanu Reeves. That's amazing, the stunts and the coordination. I was just really impressed by the team. And I did a few projects with the same stunt team, and it's really impressive. So it's interesting, you know, I think as an actor, you always have to find new challenges and new skills. So, so it's really interesting for me. You know, I just passed motorcycle license and looking forward to practicing some other martial arts. So do you actually train for all that stuff then so you can do that stunt stuff? Of course, you know, of course. It's it's very challenging. It's, you know, if you look at all the action movies, 
there's a lot of things involved and you know it can be dangerous if you're not trained for them so of course now how many doors have opened for you in your business because of your beauty you know it's interesting because some doors are open but some doors are closing i heard actually so many no's just because people presume that i'm standard of like what it was and i think now there's a lot of diversity but at the time i started people would say no models can't act you know so i actually heard more no's than yeses uh, it would be surprising but i think it doesn't matter if you're pretty or not pretty there's always going to be a no so i yes. had to overcome my own challenges and it's a perception that you know that it is but some doors of course like some people would you know presume but you have to have a skill also so i was fired from some jobs when i, I you know i wasn't prepared to act okay now do you think your beauty is um a good thing or a bad thing I don't think of it of anything. All I can say, you know, I can say thank you to my parents for doing something, but also, <clears throat> you know, I think um, the way I look has nothing to do with anything else. Um, I think now there's a huge diversity and I always push for that. I, I'm always surrounded by women from different, you know, countries, different races, different ages. Right now I'm on tour with other comedians who are all women. And I'm trying to support diversity, I, you know, just to educate people about differences and that it doesn't mean anything. So how did you decide to do comedy, though, then? How did you actually go for I, – I can see the modeling, obviously, and, and I can see you being in movies and all the great commercials and being a brand ambassador and everything. But now comedy is a big – another, like, really, like, big jump, and comedy is not that easy. And I watched some of your clips on YouTube, and you're funny. Um, you're very quick-witted. Um, yeah, but so she's, like, she's exceptionally beautiful. Not, not, <laughs> no, no, seriously. Okay. I know we're, we're talking about you like you're a third person, but we don't mean to. Uh, but you are exceptionally beautiful and very phonogenic. Photogenic. Um, my very, I keep referring to Jane Russell, who was my very dear friend. You know who she was, Jane Russell, the movie yeah. star? Yeah, yeah. And Jane was uh, about 87 at the time when we were hanging out. And I said, Jane... How does it feel now that you were one of the most beautiful women in the world, was voted and called the most beautiful? No matter where you went, people were falling at your feet because you were so beautiful. And now that you're an older woman, how does it feel that your beauty is different? You're still a beautiful woman, but not a young, beautiful woman. And her answer to me was, Ron, how do you think it feels? <laughs> she, didn't, she didn't care for it much. Because she felt that the attention she got because of her outstanding beauty and figure, you know, her cross, her heart, her bra, famous stuff that she was famous for, got her so many things in, in life that she would not have never have gotten if she wasn't so beautiful. And now at 87, or she died at 89, still stunningly beautiful for an 89-year-old woman, uh, it, it bothered her. Aging bothered her over the decades. Do you think that'll happen? I don't care. I'm a comedian. You know, for me, that's what matters, the truth. And, uh, you know, I was a model. I never thought I would be a model. That was just something that I had to do to support my family. And I appreciated working with amazing designers, but it was always, you know, something else for me. Like, I, I actually want to grow as a person, and that's the least of my concerns. <laughs> Well, most most Europeans don't have a problem. Sophia Loren, who is like 82, will not get a facelift. 
she feels like all Italian women, when you get older, it, it's it. It's life. It's part of life. And I don't think Sophia Loren regrets growing old and not being as beautiful as she was. But she's still beautiful. She's just a different beautiful. Yeah, that's it. But but they look for the young beautiful. I mean, when Sophia uh, sees a film of hers when she was 26 years old, it, it's, it's heartbreaking. I, I know so many actresses that are beautiful uh, and they talk about their old films. And you look at them now and they're not even pretty. Some of them are really quite ugly. As they got older, they lost their beauty. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a very sad thing. So beauty can be a curse or it could be a gift. Yeah, I think uh, my job is to push past that, you know. So but That's what I feel. I, I think so, too. I feel that you're going to grow into a beautiful woman because there's no way you're going to be an ugly old lady. You will be, <laughs> you will be a sophisticatedly beautiful. You will look like Catherine Deneuve. Oh, yeah, I like Catherine. Yes. Yeah. And she's no youngster. Katrina is, Katrina Deneuve is, you know who she is? Katrina. Yeah, we say it French because she likes that. Okay, well, I'm American, so I say Katrina Deneuve. (laughs) She is my age, exactly. She's 79, and she looks wonderful for 79. So, wisdom about, you know, actually French women, because I kind of grew up in France, so they have the attitude and sophistication, and there are other things, you know, that that I think you mature and, and learn and that are attractive. So well, do you think you've learned a lot of things from living in Paris? Absolutely, yes. I was a sponge. You know, I was 15 when I moved there, so that's where I, I got my education. You know, that's like the forming years for a person, for sure. And fashion. You learned so much about fashion. Yes. You know, I actually, I was a very shy person uh, you know probably still <laughs> a little bit uh, so when I came to Paris nobody would hire me for maybe like a year I would go to auditions and I wouldn't talk so you know modeling involves a lot of like showing off and knowing who you are so I was really lucky that Yves Saint Laurent kind of noticed me and I started working with him and I really appreciate that relationship because I learned a lot about the designer and how it works and the creativity so after that you know I I was lucky to work with amazing designers and learn a lot about fashion. Name, some of, name some of the designers you worked for. Uh, Gia Roche, Dior, you know, John Galliano, Steve McQueen, uh, Steve McQueen uh, Alexander McQueen. Steve McQueen is another. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. Wow. Um, yeah, Alexander McQueen was amazing. Actually, somebody who really, you know, a lot of times as a model, you do fittings at like 3 a.m. because fashion shows it's kind of like rock concerts. You just go from one city to the other and you have like 10 shows a day and then you do fittings all night. So he always was super nice to models and treated us, you know, like normal people, not like hangers. So- I love, I love all the fashion stuff. For many yeah. years, I had my own clothing line called Jimmy Star. I only made one of a kind clothes. I dressed Madonna and Elton John and all kinds of people. And I did costume design for films. Um, and John Galliano and Alexander McQueen and Versace, those were like kind of like the people that as a young designer you like idolize because they're so out of the box and so different. Um, so the fact that you worked with, except for Vivian Westwood, you didn't mention her, who's my yes, favorite. I love Vivian. Yeah, she's amazing. Yes. Um, she's my actual favorite i met her when i was in england i went to her store she rides her bike every day and i literally like stalked her till just so i could meet her because i was like so you know excited about her so i think the fact that you you've taken that career and and catapulted from that and you know into the next level um do you still go back and do any modeling do you still model like if somebody were to contact you yeah absolutely you know i do calendars like right now i'm working on a calendar with all different cars because i have a photographer who is 
like a celebrity photographer for cars. So I'm really passionate about that. That's a new world that I learn about. And, um, you know, I do work. If it's an amazing artist, I think it's always fun to collaborate no matter what what you're doing. You know, I don't want to be like, oh, you're an actor or you're one thing or the other. I think it really depends on the project and the intention for that. You could have been probably one of Valentino's best models. I could see you in all of Valentino's gowns. Yeah, I did work with him a little bit, you know, not as much as maybe I wanted to, but I think... um, I think I was just too shy, you know. <laughs> no, he, he he designed for women that look like you. Tall, thin, elegant. How tall are you? She's tall. I'm 5'9", so I'm not as tall. That's all. Oh, my God. I thought you were 5'11", 5'10". 5'9". I wear a lot of heels, yeah. So. <laughs> no, no, you sit tall. You, you, sit, you, you do sit, sit tall. You sit you very sit tall. tall. Okay. I thought I was going to think 5'10", 5'11", for sure. But, That's what I learned but, from acting. <laughs> but, but, there you go. I mean, you should have been around in the, in the good days when Givenchy did designs and, and the clothing that they made, those beautiful puffy things, I could see you in them. Uh, yeah, very very chic, very elegant. Uh, you know who Givenchy is? Of course uh, I do. Well, I don't know. Maybe a lot of people don't know who he is. Of course people. I do. And, and Balenciaga? I can't wear any of that stuff anymore because now I'm fat, but when I was a clothing designer, I was skinny. Those were the great designers. <laughs> Chanel? No, you know a lot about fashion. I'm actually really impressed. Oh no, I know. I, well, I I used to buy all the collection books every year. Uh, um, everybody would like shop in my store because I only made one of a kind. So like all the, the designers would actually go to my store, like the, and I would see my stuff knocked off and mass produced all over the place. Wow. Um, but back, back back in my day when when I was a kid, Audrey Hepburn wore Balenciaga, Sophia Loren wore Valentino, and you knew the movie star that wore the gown or the the outfit of the of the film. And uh, who did the, the the costuming in the film? And it was very important back then because women would emulate the stars. They wore their hair like like Barbara Stanwyck or Joan Crawford, you know, in the gowns. Mm-hmm. And women looked stunning. Women were beautiful in those days. They wore uh, gloves and high heels and stockings. You know, you were a kid. You weren't born yet. What do you think about women today that are fat slobs and sweatpants and sneakers with their asses? <laughs> Their asses bouncing when they walk, or those big fat asses bouncing. <laughs> they don't have broads That's on. That's a nice thing to Wait ask. Wait a minute. Half of them have beards, and they all have pink and green and orange hair. I actually love it. You know, I have kids, so my daughter, <laughs> she's seven, and she loves to put, like, all kind of hairs, like, blue and, you know. Yeah, but that, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the people you see in the street that you say, how did they have the nerve to go out in public that way? My mother wouldn't leave the house unless she put lipstick on. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's a changing world. You know, it's a different culture. And actually, I I, I love that. You know, I think there is a certain freedom um and it's a it's a great time for women just to explore you know a different aesthetic and it's it's definitely a new aesthetic of millennials um you know just went to fortnite convention there's like a big convention for video games so oh I think, yes i think there's a different influence you know and who knows there there might be like different creativity that it's coming there's you never know, you know, what comes out of that. Which you know, the, do, do you think Sheik will ever be back again? Um, well, there is the timeless kind of perception of like angles and architecture. If we talk about that, you know, there is like a certain aesthetic, but it can be explored in a different way. So I think classic forms never go away. They just transform to, you know, the appropriate time and culture. 
I hope so. And I think when you go out, you look absolutely stunning, I'm sure. Thank you. No, I'm sure. I don't know. I've never seen you publicly, but I'm sure that she you do. She looks good in all her movies. No, I could see her looking. I, know, I don't think so, she goes out looking like so a So we know a lot about fashion, too. One thing you have to remember is that we're like gay dudes. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> so I, we know all the designers. Yeah, and for my age, I still dress. I don't care. I don't go anywhere looking like an old sloppy man. I think it's <laughs> No, it's horrible because the older you get, the better you have to look and the more you have to dress well. There's nothing worse than a, than a, than a fat man with a beard and his belly hanging out and sneakers and a fuck you T-shirt. You know, I think it's important to take care of yourself. So that aspect, like I really appreciate when you, you, know, you can see somebody really cares and has. Yes, something. we but see that a lot. We you see have that to a lot. stay beautiful all your life because. <laughs> Life is a flower, and yeah. you don't you don't want to destroy the flower. You want the flower to always be beautiful yeah. at, at, at every age. And some people just give up and they wilt. You know. Yeah. I think That's, it's important to to always grow. You know, and I think it comes from the inside. To be honest. Yeah. So yeah. hold on. Let's go. Okay. So you've made you've made several movies. You've been in a lot of TV shows. So how long have you actually been acting? Um, maybe about like. Five years, you know. So no, you've actually accomplished a lot. Age. Like, yeah, I wasn't really, you know, I was focused on having my kids and they came pretty close, you know, together. So it was important for me to take that time and then see where the transition is. And also, I think when I started acting, I really, like, I, I stumbled into it by accident. But then I fell in love with actually the creativity and, you know, like different aspects of it. And in the way, Hollywood still is really typecast. So I think, you know, it took me some time to really find my voice, you know. So bucket list. Okay, because you've already worked with only acting a few years. You've been in some films with some pretty big names. Very people. impressive. You, know, very, you have a very, very impressive, impressive resume for a very short time. Sure. What bucket list, if you could like make a movie with any male and female actor and they were going to be your co-stars, who would you like to work with that you haven't had an opportunity to work with yet? Okay, uh, that will be funny. I would love to work with Keanu, actually. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that's a good he's one. Neighbor, so I'm I'm totally gonna go and stalk him. <laughs> I'll, I'll go with you. Yeah, I'll go too. <laughs> and and if he has improper behavior with me, it's okay. <laughs> okay, no, okay, and then okay, give us a female. Who's a female you'd like to act opposite of? Um, I really love. I, I mean, there's so many female, amazing female actresses you know it's really hard to name one um i mean i worked with nicole kidman on something and i think she's amazing and i love sharon stone she's somebody i met but i never worked with so i would love to work with her uh but there's so many amazing comedians that are coming up there's a comedian called Mir miranda sings and um she's kind of blowing up right now she has a special netflix and i think she's really original and talented and you know would always love to collaborate too. Do you have when do you are you on you said you're like doing like a tour, a comedy tour with a bunch of other women. Do you have like dates or anything you can tell anybody where you're gonna be? Yes, we're going to Vegas. Um and we, we're kind of preparing to do a special in Los Angeles after that. But in Vegas we're gonna be first uh, second weekend of July. So if you guys are celebrating Fourth of July and staying over um, like definitely, you know, connect. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, how about making a movie with Angelina Jolie? Would there be a problem with the two of you being so beautiful? Oh, she's amazing. Yeah, I think she's such a badass. You know, I met her once in Cannes um, when they were doing like, uh, I think she was supporting uh, Brad Pitt at the time. And I think she is a stunning woman, really interesting and, you know, really 
original in her own right. So yeah, of course, you know, there's she she grew up in my house, you know. Oh, she did? She's my she's my daughter Deirdre's friend. They went to kindergarten together up until school. And yes. they lived we lived on Spalding and they lived around the corner in Beverly Hills. She mm-hmm. and her mom. So I remember Angie when she was a tiny little kid coming to Deirdre's I think fourth or fifth year birthday party. And I asked her then, I said, Do you want to be an actress when you grow up? And she went <laughs> like, I don't know. She's and natural. Then, and everything now, her boobs are real, her lips are real. There's nothing changed on her because when she was five, she looked exactly like she looks now. Yeah, she was a model before I think Majent like represented her before. And, you know, I just think she's such a hardworking and interesting humanitarian. Very, very interesting woman she's grown into. Very interesting. Uh, I like love it. So you, okay, a, so you a little have, bizarre, but very interesting. So you have the comedy store. You have. We should tell people your social media so they can follow you. So you're Eugene. Is it Eugenia Kuzmina one on Twitter or what are you on Twitter? Yeah, actually, I started kind of late, so I think there is another Eugenia Kuzmina there. So I had to. Can't be. Can't. So you Eugene. You is the one first or is the one at the end? I think the one at the end, yeah. Okay, so it's Eugenia yeah. Kuzmina, one at the end on on uh, Instagram, you guys, because she's 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 only she's not that big on on Twitter, you guys, but on Instagram, she's like a rock star. So you have to find her on 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 uh, on uh, Instagram, and it's is it just Eugenia Kuzmina on Instagram? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look her up, you guys, because you'll see such amazing stuff. She does really fun things. I started following her yesterday, and uh, let me ask her a personal question. So, is your husband in the business? He is, yeah. He runs a studio right now. Uh, it's called Miramax. Um, so oh, that, excuse me. That's just, kind of <laughs> just Miramax. He runs. Excuse me. Yeah, I've been. It's the second year that he's doing that, and you know, I think the misperception is uh, people think that like it helps me in some way. It actually, I mean, it helps and it doesn't in a lot of ways because you know you have to to prove that you earn the roles and. Like people don't really understand what goes behind that, uh, but my husband is a really hardworking, really good man, you know, and he inherited a lot of baggage coming with the studio. So absolutely, that he has to do. But you know, I'm really proud of him, and really interesting to learn the other aspect of this business from him. I love so it. Also, you guys sounds good. Uh, you guys also, if you want to like. Um, Check out her website because they posted it up on the screen. But if you're listening and you're not watching, you can go to Eugenia hyphen. No, is that a hyphen? No, you dash. That's a dash. Eugenia dash Kuzmina dot com. Do they call that a dash? I don't even know. I'm like retarded. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Eugenia dash Kuzmina dot com. You guys check out all her stuff. You want to watch Dirty Grandpa and Bad Bad Moms? Like you weren't in the sequel though, right? You're wait, just in the first wait, one. Tell me about Dirty Grandpa. Did we see that? Yeah, we saw it. That's the one where Zac Efron is supposed to get married and he takes yes. Robert De Niro, and who's who, his like who, grandfather. Who did you play in that movie? Uh, like uh-huh. a hippie character. You know, she's a hippie who's protecting environment and she gives Zach a really bad time about like, you know, I, I remember that. Human, the pipeline. Were, 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 you, were you in like short gym shorts and sneakers or something? I was like in a, in a sweater and I was part of like the hippie convention there. You yeah, know? that's so, yes. I remember that. I remember that. I love it. Because your face has got to be outstanding on the screen. Like you could have 40 people. Oh, what's your screen. dog's name? <laughs> His name is Logan. <laughs> Hi, Logan. We have, we, have three, <laughs> we have three rescue dogs, so we love dogs. Oh, that's amazing. You know, I just shot a movie yesterday. It's like called 12 Pup Christmas, and we had to shoot with dogs, which was my first movie with animals, and it was really fun. 
Oh my gosh, I'm producing my first film with animals right now. So, oh, uh, good luck. Oh, dogs, thanks. Yeah, we're going to see and, how that goes. Like, and like, you know, Jimmy and I are married legally for eight years, and it's like I'm in the movie. So now I'm feeling, geez, now people are going to think I'm in the movie because I'm married to Jimmy. So yeah. I know what you're talking about when you don't feel you live up to it, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I want people out there to know that it's just that I play a, a, a mafia hood very well. <laughs> and and that and that's why they want me. I'm I'm famous for playing a bad guy. Okay. So you got like love it's it. All on his I'm own mirror. It has nothing to do not with me. Not because I'm married to. He Jimmy. auditions just like everybody else. <laughs> but you know, I do tell people I got the role because I sleep with the producer. Oh my god, he's <laughs> my joke. He's <laughs> <laughs> yes, your joke. So so definitely, everybody follow her in social media. Check out her website. You definitely want to go see her whenever she's going to be doing. Com- I, I I can't wait to come and see you do comedy because I think it'll be fabulous. I can't wait to see you in person so I could sit there and just say, Oh my god, she's so beautiful. Look at her. Look at her. Oh my god. <laughs> Also, I want to um, I want to thank Holly Johnson for like hooking this up at, at the last minute to get you on the show. Um, I'm, it was very very. She's a very cool 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 lady. Love her to death, and um, we wish you all the luck in everything that you do. And anytime you got anything big you want to promote, let us know, thank or you. let or let Holly know, and we'll bring you back on. And if ever you need gorgeous clothing and gowns, I have a very good friend. His name is Fedor, and he's from Russia. And he is absolutely fantastic designer. You should somehow get to Fedor. And he's not that expensive. He's not cheap, but he's not expensive. But I figured you guys could talk Russian and get the right, the, get the look that you want. That's a good. All right, you guys. So it's Eugenia Kuzmina. Please follow her. Check out all her stuff. We want to thank you for coming on the show. You've been terrific. Beautiful You've got girl. a beautiful smile, beautiful, beautiful girl, beautiful. fabulous library, wonderful dog. Please say hello to the family and good luck in yes. everything that you do. And I hope to see you in person one day. Yeah, yeah. Good luck with your movie. Thank Thanks. you. Thank you. Bye. And you too with your film. <laughs> Bye. Thank you, thank you, darling. She's a beautiful Yeah, isn't she girl. fabulous? All right, everybody. So next week on the show, we're going to have uh, Scott Page from Woo! Uh, Pink Floyd. And we're going to have uh, Regina Burke, who's a, a great new artist. It's going to be a lot of fun. We Scott's want to thank- a good friend of ours, so it should be a fabulous show. We want to thank everybody for tuning in this week. Danielle, you're fabulous. Scotty J, you're fabulous. Um, Everybody, we want to thank all our guests and everybody in the chat room and everybody who's watching. And we will see you guys next week. Have fun, everybody. Have a great weekend. Next week. Yeah.